No one bothers to say jewelry anymore, so why not sell what they're so desperately trying to say? This holiday season, give someone you love a gift from the heart from the Jewel Larry store, featuring a wide selection of Jews named Larry. Hello, my name is Larry, and I look good wrapped around your wife. Hi, my name is Larry, too. I resemble Fibish Finkel, so I'll go well with Whoopi and Sotskalas. Just a minute, you mulletheads. My name is Larry, too. No, I'm Larry. Ah, shut up, you knucklehead. Oh. So your name's Larry, huh? Yeah. Why, you, I ought to... Our on-site professional engraver, Mo Howard Jr., will be delighted to personalize your Larry at no extra charge. That for. Never mind that. Hold still, you lame brain. <laughs> Find your favorite Jew name, Larry, only at the Jew Larry store. Music from Boca, Brittany. Music or music. Would you like to ride in my beautiful balloon? Would you like to ride in my beautiful balloon? We could float among the stars together, you and I. For we can Spoke of Brit, and this is the Britney Summers Show. Happy Valentine's Day. It's like an evil conspiracy created by the, the greeting card people and the flower people and the candy people. Can't buy nothing for Valentine's Day. Baby dog got you a little something for St. Valentine's Day. Sweet love This happens to me every Valentine's Day. She'll probably bitch that I bought her this cheap bouquet. I got you a corsage. You suck! I'm out of cash for Valentine's Day. What is this crap? I don't have that much to spend. How lame! So why? Hey, I'm going to say it up front this time. Not going to screw up like last week. Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlo Channel, Acast, Radio Pubic, Listen Notes, Zencaster, and uh, iTunes is on its way to come back. And as far as FYI Nation is concerned, they are no longer in existence and won't see them no more. And isn't that right? You won't see him no more. No. And the reason for that was given as... I don't know. Well, nobody knows. So I'm happy with the affiliates I got. And there you go. Hi, everybody. It's Britt Summers broadcasting live from 1930s Germany, otherwise known as Flodda. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> People have been saying, <clears throat> those who listen to the show have been saying, you know, your voice sounds really good. Now. You sound like you're, you're back in the pink. And, uh, well, first of all, not feeling that way and at the same time, I, well, I never liked the sound of my voice, although I've been told it's really great. But to me, it sounds like weak and crackly and everything. It's, I don't think it's all the way back yet. I can't do my spot, oh my, VO like I used to do. Uh, no, that that's all gone. At least for the time being. Well, anyway, you'll recall last week at the end of the show, <laughs> right, when, right around the time I had to wrap it, is when the balloon became news. It is balloon! <laughs> I, I mean, sure, they could have shot it down. And uh, the hysterical, retarded Republicans were like, shoot it down, shoot it down, you know, well, well, you know, yeah, 
On one hand, you could agree with them. It was an invasion of our airspace. <clears throat> On the other hand, they may wonder why they stalled. And the other, then that reason was <laughs> all the information it was gathering was being scrubbed as it gathered it. So it was absolutely worthless anyway. And it just cost us money to blow it up. <clears throat> but then we learned under the orange monkey that we had three of those Chinese balloons sailing over our ass uh, during that, that administration. And no one said a peep. Not a word. I didn't even say, It is balloon! And now we find out that the reason that China uses balloon! The reason they use the balloons is because their satellites blow. Their satellites suck. It's funny how, like, Russia and China pretend to be superpowers. Russians are dumber than fucking dirt, like the Republicans here that support them. The dumbest, it's a superpower, global power, but hey, dumbest fuckers on earth. And China, well, their chests are all puffed up. Look how great we are, and look how we have what, uh, a social credit system here where you live by the likes that uh, on your profile. Yeah, so yeah, it's all bullshit. Think of that next time you see a balloon. It is balloon! Oh, we're fine. And now we're shooting balloons down all over the place. <laughs> this, uh, what do you call it? UFO, we're shooting down UFO thing. Oh, please, just, just grow up. When I say that, I'm not talking about my audience. I'm talking about these the media holes and uh, these online holes. My my audience, they're all adults and they get it. And that's why I'm happy with them. There, <clears throat> there are other shows similar to mine where my comedy bits could air, but they won't be aired because <laughs> uh, certain people think that it's they're too they're too brash. Or they're too bombastic, or too hard to take. Or, I mean, you guys, you guys rock. You guys get it, and you're all over twenty-one, <laughs> and you're not thin-skinned, and you're not frail. I mean, you know, there's a limit to everything, but to have thin skin about everything, then uh, I, I'll give you a real tiny example. There was one time on the Nicole Sandler show where I, I, I don't think I was on this one because I saw the, the chat room. When I'm on her show, I don't see the chat room. And I was listening in this day. And she played one of my trans bits that I, I made years ago. And somebody in her chat room said, there they start again, always with the trans humor, always make a fuss. I'm like, what an asshole. I'm trans. You know, you got to have a sense of humor, uh, especially when you got cancer and you're a trans. Because if you don't have a sense of humor, you do this. So, yeah, I got a sense of humor. And speaking of a sense of humor, do any of those balloons say happy birthday on it? I mean, I know they're not UFOs because UFOs fire back. These things are just dropping out of the sky. And my favorite one was uh, the one that was shot over Lake Urine. I mean, Euron. I mean, Huron. <laughs> Look, it gives... Yeah, the F-22s just sit there parked. You know how much one of those things cost? How many millions and billions and zillions of dollars an F-22 costs us? And they just sit there parked? Let them, let, let them shoot down balloons. Let them have some nice fun with the balloons. Okay. I'm not bothering anybody. It's a balloon. What is it again? It is balloon. Two money, twenty, twenty chocolates all in a bowl. I can't believe she ate it. My Valentine's a fat so and so. I can't believe she ate it. Oh, stuffs them in her mouth faster than a train. When it comes to sweets, she never will abstain. She got lots of acne all over her face. Oh, 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 oh. 
had expired 20 years ago I can't believe she ate it Oh my valentine, she gobbled them in haste Never stopped a moment to think how bad they taste Gooey sticky chocolate all over her face Gross, 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 gross She's a cow, 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 cow I can't believe she ate it A cow, 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 cow I can't believe she ate it Are you lonely? Rejected by friends, lovers, even the army? Now you can talk to a sexy sweetheart at Dial a Valentine. Uh, hello? Hi, lover. My name is Vaughn. Tell me about yourself. Well, okay. I live with my mother. If you like all night sex marathons, press one. If you like all night sex marathons with another person, press two. And our advanced technology personalizes each recorded Dial of Valentine to make your experience more real. Oh, baby, tell me your name. Alvin. Good. Oh. Alvin. I love it when you touch me. Alvin. Oh, yes. Oh. Alvin. You naughty boy. Oh, oh. Dial of Valentine. Let us. Fulfill your fantasy. Make your dreams come true. And really. Turn you on. Call now. You're listening to great radio. It's the Brit Summers Show. She really knows her judo Just because I forgot her valentine Baby broke my spine, you know And dislocated both of my elbows Just because I forgot her valentine She is six five No, she's no little girl She weighs 265 and works out doing curls Now I'm making on my side She knows she cracked my ribs and thighs She knows her judo Just because I forgot her valentine to the Brit Summer Show, and this being Black History Month, I will teach it on my show. And I'm going to start off with something that I, I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. I just never got around to it because there was other things. But I, I always wanted to give credit to a, a, a coffee company, Chock Full O' Nuts. Yes, Chock Full O' Nuts. And it started last a year ago. I don't know if their coffee cans are still around, but on their coffee cans... They actually gave credit to Jackie Robinson, the first black Major League Baseball player. Why chock full of nuts, you ask? Well, back in the 1950s, when you, or even the 60s and 70s, when you were a pro baseball player, Joe DiMaggio was the only one who made a million dollars. The, only, uh, the other uh, players got uh, several thousand. It was unheard of that a ball player, pro or not, made a million dollars. I mean, well, of course, you see, DiMaggio was celebrity status, married to Marilyn Monroe and all this, and he had the PR, and he had the agents, and he had this, and, and he was good. He was a good ball, ball player, and he was smart. He retired uh, when it was time to go. And I can tell you on a personal note, because yeah, we worked in the same building, and I saw him now and then. Number 88 on the Miami Dolphins, Jim Mandage. All right. Mad Dog. I know him because he had a radio show on after Neil. <clears throat> and I met him several times at the radio station. <clears throat> what a sweetheart. A very nice guy. And he's about, 
a mile high and about uh, a, f a football field wide. Guide was huge. It's, it's astounding. <laughs> he, he, he got uh, bile duct cancer and, and, he, and it took him out really fast. Big guy like that. But anyway, he was. <laughs> you hear him on. A, I play drops of him on the show now and then, like this one. I want to bang you in the butt, honey. If I'm going to suck on something, it's not going to be an oyster. Look at the tits on that blonde, man. I'm totally gay today. Just call me Mr. Twinkle Toes. That is the biggest pile of horse crap I have ever seen in my frickin' frackin' life. All right. It was just, you know, it, it was rare to have a real athlete of Super Bowl status who was intelligent and fun at the same time. Didn't talk, didn't talk in a monotone sense like this. No, no. Manage was fun, and what was great about him is, I'm not interested in sports, but even I listened because he was fun to listen to, even if you had no idea what he was talking about. Well, anyway, the point I'm getting at is, oh yes, here's a man who had two uh, Super Bowl rings. He was part of the undefeated Miami Dolphins in 72, over 50 years ago. And I asked him, you guys didn't make much, did you? His answer, no, Boca, we didn't make much. Uh, he said, you know what we made? Our bonus for the Super Bowl was, what'd you make for the Super Bowl bonus? $35,000. That's what they got it. <laughs> for winning a Super Bowl twice. That's what they got uh, uh, in the early 70s. A check for $35,000. Which, you know, in today's money, that's a quarter of a million or more. But still, I mean, that's all. What do they get now? Oh, what do they get now? Compare that. I mean, even with today's money, they got paid pittance. And the other ones, some of them did okay. Some of them opened a chain of restaurants and they're doing all right. Some of them opened, uh, one of them, uh, John Offerdahl opened a chain of deli uh, bagel joints, and he's doing okay. Well, they all went into businesses. Jim Manage went into construction. Uh, because back then, it just didn't make the kind of money they did. Uh, the saddest one was Garrow Premium, who was the place kicker, who was famous for running backwards and scoring a touchdown for the opposing team. And also, he, he was on an episode of The Odd Couple, which you you may have seen where he goes, kick. That was his only line. Kick. A uh, little gallery of premium who I think had an auto repair shop <clears throat> and wound up selling car floor mats door to door. And different, uh, I noticed because I was in uh, automotive hobby back then and he would go into the uh, car parts stores and Hello, I'm Gary Upiamim. Would you like to buy a car mat for your car carpeting? <laughs> so you see, it wasn't until several strikes uh, had to happen uh, for them to get a, a million dollars just for picking their nose. They get a million dollars for wiping their ass. They get a million dollars for uh, drying themselves off after taking a shower. That's what they get now. But there was a time when you played sports... <laughs> You actually really played it because you loved the game. And you weren't looking for product endorsement when you retired. <clears throat> well, that's not to say that there weren't. I mean, Hank Aaron, Mickey Mantle, but nowhere, none of those guys came close to what kind of money they make now. Especially, like I'm talking about, Jackie Robinson. They don't get into this part, ever. Even in his... Uh, if they made films about him, they made biographies about him, they never get into this part. So I was really happy to see this. Because there was a time when it was unheard of for, for multi-million dollar... Now, these, these days, a ball player, if they graduate to the pro leagues and they fart the right way, they get a several million dollar bonus. I mean, it's just... It's fucked up and wrong. The way we put sports uh, celebrities on a pedestal and not uh, college professors. Yeah, I'm one of those. You know, I, I, I mean, it's fun to watch sports, but anybody bouncing or hitting or uh, knocking around a ball, to me, is not a genius. However, Jackie Robinson made history.
And he had balls and he had guts to stay on the Dodgers in the face of all that hatred and all that racism, especially back then. That took a special amount of courage. And he did it. He survived. But when he retired, here's this the point. When he retired, he was no millionaire. He was one of the most famous baseball players ever to swing a bat. And he was not a millionaire when he retired. When he retired, he was out of work. So chock full of nuts comes along. Uh, this is in the uh, late 50s, early 60s. Chock full of nuts was a, a very famous diner in the city, in New York City, that uh, for some reason beyond me is no longer there. It was famous. It pisses me off because it was gone before I got there. Um, I, I would have loved to go there. Chock full of nuts, a famous diner owned by the coffee company. And they hired him. They gave Jackie Robinson a place to work. In a managerial position, by the way. Not just the pouring coffee. In 1947, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier and became the first African-American to play professional baseball for the major leagues. He was named National League Rookie of the Year, Most Valuable Player, and inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Beyond his achievements in sports, he was a champion for civil rights and a true humanitarian. Major League Baseball's 2022 season marks the 75th anniversary of his historic debut. After retiring from baseball, Robinson made history again as vice president of personnel at Chuck Full Nuts Corporation, a position he held until 1964. We are honored to have him on our team. The Jackie Robinson Foundation, founded in 1973 by Robinson's wife, Rachel Robinson, preserves his legacy through his college scholarship program, online college success platform, and the Jackie Robinson Museum in New York City. Chuck Full of Nuts is proud to contribute to the foundation by donating a portion of the proceeds of this purchase. And I don't know if they still do it, but it, it, I saved the wrapper. The, uh, so I was so excited to see that. I mean, he was not just in charge of personnel. He managed that store. In fact, there's a picture of him by the menu. <laughs> huh? I would have loved to gone there then, but that was before my time. But yeah, that was a year ago. That's when I <laughs> wanted to talk about this first. One, one year ago on uh, Black History Month in February. And uh, so now I get to do it now. It's, it's, it's the, the time has come. And here's to you, Jackie Robinson. And we turn our lonely eyes to you. PMS Florists presents Mr. Joe Pesci. Hello, this is Joe Pesci. You probably know me from my roles as a psychotic, foul-mouthed axe-murderer tough guy. But Valentine's Day is almost here, and I'd like to step out of character for a moment. Because there's a special place in my heart for Valentine's Day. Why, I can remember back, way back in the days of my youth. I was sitting there in the car with my girl, Zeta Tishman. She was telling me she wanted to break it off with me because I'm Italian. And that I was uh, from the wrong element. Can you believe that coming from that Jew bitch? That did it. So I got the hell out of there and threw her ass out of the fucking car while I was still fucking moving. A couple of weeks later, I was feeling kind of a bit about it. So I sent her some fucking flowers from uh, PMS Florists. Remember this Valentine's Day to tell her you love her with PMS. Someone to love. Yeah, you're listening to the Brit Summer Show. Uh, we're losing all of our great composers. In fact, they're almost gone. And uh, I like some of his stuff, uh, but uh, I mean, I wasn't crazy about all of his stuff, but you know, he was one of our most brilliant composers and, and arrangers, real ones. And we're losing them. And uh, I'm going to have more on Burt Bacharach in just a few minutes. But first, I want to take this moment to thank every one of you out there for contributing and helping me out, especially <clears throat> even if, if this late date <laughs> for Valentine's Day. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. It's a podcast. So we can make it from like last Valentine's Day or, or next year's Valentine's Day. It's a middle of the week Valentine's Day anyway, which is it's like, you know, pick a weekend. But all of your contributions are deeply appreciated. 
And uh, for those who haven't uh, yet uh, and listening on SoundCloud, <clears throat> go to my website. I don't know if you can uh, do it on SoundCloud. There's a donate button on my website, thebritsummershow.com. And <clears throat> something tells me I'm going to be needing all the help I can get down the road. Uh, and I don't have any answers on that right now, okay? So, uh, you're with me now. You're helping me out now. That's great. Uh, I am here. You are here. We are here together. And I want to thank my underwriter and official sponsor of the Brit Summer Show, Bernie. We thank you. Thank you, Ernie. I hope you enjoyed it. I took my pants off for you on the last show, and uh, maybe in, in shows to come I will do that again. Uh, right now I wanted to, since, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, my voice, everybody's telling me, you know, your voice sounds really good. And I'm like, where? Never go by the voice, okay? Because, first of all, I don't feel like I sound, and... The voices can always be misleading. I mean, don't forget William Conrad, the, the actor who played Cannon, big fat Cannon on TV, played Marshall Dillon on the radio. He played uh, James Arnez's role. James Arnez was at six six. He, he, he uh, <laughs> so, but but he had a tall voice. You see, this show we always have the Brit Summers obituary column. Which usually takes, you know, <clears throat> maybe a quarter of a show or something. But when you're talking about Burt Bacharach and and the enormous body of work that that man, him and Hal David had, it's it's, it's tremendous. I mean, really good stuff and really silly stuff and really shitty stuff. And I'm going to be playing the shitty stuff <laughs> for you. For you to enjoy. Of course, we're going to do the usual montage of all of his hits, and I'm going to dress it up because uh, they didn't pick all the... Inst they, they used... Uh, okay, for example, Close to You was originally sung by Richard Chamberlain, not The Carpenters. They, that was the hit. So in some cases, I'll play you the original and then I'll follow it up with the, with the hit. Well, I don't even have to... If you hear somebody singing a famous hit song that you don't recognize it, that was the original release. Okay. So, yeah, no, it wasn't a Carpenters. It was, believe it or not, five years earlier, it was a Richard Chamberlain song when he was playing Dr. Kildare and making records. <clears throat> and <clears throat> how popular is Richard Chamberlain today, huh? But you're going to hear that in this montage. <clears throat> and I'm going to extend the good stuff. And then I'm going to play my montage of stuff that you may not re realize that Boyd Bacharach has written. In fact, they left a couple of them out of there. <laughs> and I understand why, too. One of them, a, a, an enormous worldwide hit in 1963, late 63, early 64. It was sung by Jack Jones, Wives and Lovers. That song has been banned not just from, well, you can probably hear it on, on satellite, but uh, it, not, the only version you'll hear of it now is the instrumental version, that 5-5 uh, five, five time. The lyrics in that song had to have been the most misogynistic lyrics ever penned, on, on, ever composed in music. He must have had a bad day that when he wrote that song. On Burt Bacharach. <laughs> of course, I had to follow it up with a comedy bit, <clears throat> pointing out just how misogynist it was, or misogynist it was. Where I don't know what, where his disrespect for women came from on that song. I mean, he was married to Angie Dickinson at the time. How bad could it have been? Uh, or maybe she was uh, playing Lucy Goosey. Who knows? But well, Jack Jones would sing it in the nightclubs. And women would yell at him, you pig, you know. And he would say right in the middle of the set, I didn't write it, lady. <laughs> so he just stopped singing it. But yeah, that was Wives and Lovers. And I'm going to play a piece of that, and I'm going to go into <laughs> my parody of it, which is a parody of it. 
But not yet. Not yet. We're going to do a, a, the montage first, and I'll come back on the other side. Because there's, there's a whole stacks of tracks to be spinning when it comes to Burt Bacharach. I want the world to know the story of my life. Marty Robin. Harry Homo. Would you stay? Don't go. No. Please stay. Drifters. Don't go. Uh, if I were a tower of strength, oh, he, uh, I'd watch that's you Gene cry. McDaniels. I'd laugh at your tears and tell you goodbye. I don't want you. I don't need you. I don't love you anymore. And I'd walk out that door. Uh, you'd be down on your knees. Uh-huh. Uh, you'd be calling to me. But a tower of a strength is a something I'll never be. We know a few pop songs with a trombone solo. Baby, it's you. Later done by Smith coming up. The man who shot Liberty Valley. And make it easy The Iceman, Jerry Butler. Make it Gene Pitney again. Play backwards, Don't it's raindrop. Now that I do anything for you. Blue one, blue, heartache on heartache. Bobby Vinton. This is the one. Richard Chamberlain. Let this one play. <clears throat> this is one of the worst sax solos I've ever heard. Sax 101. Lou Johnson. Never gets credit for it. This is one of his best, most complex.
We'll never hear productions like that in pop music ever again. Do you know the way to San Jose? No. I've been away so long, I may go wrong and lose my way. Heard this one enough. This is hurts to be in love backwards. Oh, oh, oh well. Anyhow, all the great composers, all of them, uh, they reach a point in, in their writing, with the exception of Billy Joel, because he quit. But like uh, Bacharach, Stevie Wonder, um, they'll, they'll all be rocking and bopping at some point. They'll be doing some up-tempo things. After a while, they don't do any, any up-tempo. Everything is a ballad. After a certain point, it's all schmaltz. I just can't help but notice that with, with most uh, great songwriters. It's like they shoot their wadden and the rest is all schmaltz. Or they go the way of Elton John, who is spending most of his time right now making a fool of himself, making himself look like an idiot. I guess that's his new hobby. He's got nothing left to do than to make himself look like an asshole and discredit his work. But his early stuff, I guess you could say, was folk rock art. Uh, I'm saying real early. 6970, and it was pop rock, and then just pop, and then dance, and then eventually disco, jumping and bumping. You know, he could move to his stuff, but then after that, it was just uh, <laughs> schmaltz. But not now, no, he's making TV commercials and acting like a silly person. And Bert Bagrack, <clears throat> not just a composer, he's one of the great uh, producers and arrangers, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, as the saying goes, you, you got to start from somewhere. Well, he he did. I mean, he, he did pretty much whatever work was tossed at him, he did it. And because this is a tribute to Bert Bacharach, um, you have to play it all, even the stuff that hurts. Oh, uh, yeah, like this one. Yeah, that's Peter Sellers in the background. Me is a thief. You bring your poor, poor mother grief. So after the fox, after the fox, up to the hunt with chains and locks. So after the fox, after the fox, someone is always chasing after the fox. Oh, P.U. After the Fox was a film with Peter Sellers and he scored it, but this, sadly enough, is being sung by the Hollies. I can't believe that's Graham Nash, but it is. I don't know how much longer I can torture my audience with this song. Why do you steal? So I be rich. Why not work? Ah, work is hard. You be caught. I never fail. All Okay, alright. <clears throat> I'm pulling the needle off that one. Because I can't torture my audience like that. It's terrible. It really is bad. But starting out in 1958, him and Hal David was uh, one of the first successes he had was with The Blob.
And of course, it was no secret that he was tracing it around the success of Tequila by the Champ. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Okay. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. No, 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 you see, not everything he did was good, no. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right Sometimes he did stuff that was good, but the, the lyrics were like really raw. And like I was saying earlier about this Wives and Lovers, <laughs> he, he, he was a... Uh, Upset about something, apparently. Maybe Angie Dickinson pissed him off about something. I don't know. But he was lashing out. Because it was nothing but a, a put-down of women. I mean, this song redefines misogynist. And, and that's what my parody bit was about. How misogynist this song really is. I took it to, the, to another level. Hey, little girl. Comb your hair, fix your makeup Soon he will open the door Don't think because there's a ring on your finger You needn't try anymore For wives should always be lovers too Run to his arms the moment he comes home to you I'm warning you Hey, little girl Trim your bush Buy a razor Then you can trim it all up Don't shave it bald Don't you do me that favor Leave Need some comfortable moth A woman should know what a guy likes to You got it wrong We like regular boobs And lose the tattoos Hey, little girl You can do shit that maybe It'll make it more tasty And when you wax Give me more than a mustache Leave me some comfortable muff Leave me some comfortable muff Okay, and this one, just a real quick refresher. Uh, radio station had a sponsor that was a swing club, and we went there for an appearance, and a friend of ours got stuck in the back uh, underneath some old guy. And that's what this song is about. Smooth drops keep falling on my head And I just can't wait to get back on my own clean bed 
not that I complain, but my girlfriend, I'm ballin' and the spoon drops keep fallin'. That kind of thing is gonna happen when you swing. A consequence of a crowded mattress in the orgy room. Spoon drops keep falling on my head. Took my girlfriend to the swing club for a good time, but instead, now she's mad at me. So, next time I better just bring my umbrella. And that should keep the spoon drops off her and me. Sergio Mendez in Ubrazil, 1966, which is a terrible name. <laughs> you never name a band after the year. And Lanny Hill is uh, singing lead on this. Of course, we <clears throat> took it to another level, uh, talking about one of our retirement condos in the area. Their version was lousy. This one rocks a little harder. This is by Love.
Dad, just as a reminder, this is a Bert Bacharach, Al David composition. Summers. Talk radio with balls and big ones too. She's unforgettable. BritSummersShow.com Presents the sweet sound of success The tune voted best The number one tune this week Sha-la-la-la-la You should hear what they say about you, cheat, cheat, sha-la-la-la-la. They say, they say you've never, never, never been true. Cheat, cheat. Well, folks, doesn't matter what they say. I know I'm gonna love you any old way. What can I do when it's true? Baby, it's you Baby, it's you Okay, I'm not going to play the uh, <clears throat> whole song here. This is the original by Shirelles, but the one that became even a bigger hit, <clears throat> and I don't understand how the cover version came about, but the cover version was a, an enormous hit in 1969, and it's sung here by Gail McCormick, who had several uh, albums out on Dunhill, uh, who, in addition to being very attractive, had a hell of a set of pipes, of course. <laughs> She's no Rhiannon. <laughs> and she passed away in 2016, which I did not know. So here's Gail McCormick with the Burt Bacharach composition and the group called Smith. It's not the way you smile, 
Neil McCormick and Smith, as it should have been credited, but it wasn't that thing. It was just called Smith. That's going to be it for this week's Brit Summer Show, the Valentine's Day edition. However nebulous that might be. <laughs> uh, and once I get this out, uh, it's going to be long over with that at any rate. So I hope you enjoyed that little tribute to Bert Bacharach. <clears throat> I probably have some more Bert Bacharach parries lying around here somewhere, but those are the ones I had the opportunity to get to this time. And, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I should, if I could sing again, I still have the bed open for that. I can do uh, balloons keep falling on my head. <laughs> so thanks, everyone. I'll see you here again next week. Thanks for your support and sticking with me. Until then. This is Brit Summer saying, It is balloon! Somebody tell me, please. Where did he go? I don't know. Why did he go? I don't know. I don't know.